Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? Doing fantastic, except a little nervous for tonight. Must win, must win game <laughs> for right. my 49ers, who should be 3-0 if it wasn't for Kyle's play calling. I'm going to call him out. Everyone calls him the best co- one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he is until the second half. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of a big half, kind of a big quarter that he doesn't know what to call plays in the fourth. But uh, no Trent Williams. I'm a bit scared. I predicted the Rams would win. I still think the Rams are going to win tonight. Yeah, um... Should be an exciting game. I am not doing so well. I hope, Jihei, you are all right if you're listening to this, but <laughs> I'm glad that you're not here today, to be honest with you, because I would have given you a piece of my mind. Their, her <laughs> football team is not better than the Chicago Bears, and that game, my goodness, I was so upset, frustrated, all the emotions at once. It's one of those moments where you have a new head coach, and you're like, oh, this guy might be like bad, and yeah. it's like oh, when we're stuck with him for the foreseeable future. And the <laughs> offensive coordinator, I don't want to get too Bears-centric here, but it was, even for a season that was supposed to have no expectations, they still managed to crush your, un, like, there is no expectations, and they and you still so managed to go under the, the season, bar. right? Like, no, at, not at, really, but... At the very least, you were, you were... I mean, they beat a championship-level team in week one. That's right. No, but like he he didn't even watch a year ago. Like you do, I was totally out, out. yeah. But and it, two now, and one, you're like okay. Yeah. Khalil Herbert's that guy, man. Yeah, it was just it was one of those things. I know I don't know if you guys saw the game, but it was third and two with three minutes left. We're down by eight. We run it right up the middle when the whole Giants defense was literally waiting on it, and then fourth and two. They decide to punt. Yeah. It's like you literally are coaching like a coward. An absolute <laughs> well, what coward. about it's also like the fumble hurt. And the fumble, and uh, there was a lot. And the Giants, by the way, both quarterbacks got hurt at one point, so yeah. they didn't have a quarterback in. Saquon and we still was lost. playing quarterback. Saquon was playing quarterback. <laughs> it's, uh, gee, hey, I'm, I hope you're feeling better, but geez, I, I'm glad you're not here today because I was so yeah. pissed at the Giants. So pissed. All right. With that said, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by the Sporting Tribune. The Sporting Tribune is your go-to destination for the best coverage of your favorite teams in Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. No paywalls, no clickbait, no pop-ups, just your teams and a clean reading experience. Visit thesportingtribune.com today. Hit it, Armani Buckets. All right, well, the Chargers, they bounced back a little bit. They beat the Houston Texans 34-24, to but it wasn't easy as the Texans got within three in the fourth quarter before Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler put them away. The Chargers gave up 130-plus yards rushing for the second consecutive week, and how big of a concern is that for you guys moving forward? That's a big concern. I mean, here's the thing. You want to feel good about this Chargers win, but at the end of the day, they beat a Houston team that has not won this season, so it's not you know this amazing win. Not only that it could have been a blowout and as you just touched on it was a three-point game late so happy that they finally re- ran the football i was thinking of you brandon i was like yeah well, they, exactly they haven't done it all year <laughs> but listen it's not a win where i'm thinking everything's okay happy to see herbert look like himself he did not look like himself against the uh, jaguars but 
If they can run the ball, if Herbert can play like that, the issue with them, Joey Bosa, we're finding yep. out he's going to be out for at least two months. That's yep. a problem. That's that's why they're giving up so many rush yards. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the rush defense was dominant before, but really they only have Khalil Mack, right? I mean, Kenneth Murray comes in. And he's still young. He has to improve. They're giving up. I mean, Damian Pierce is, is good, but he's a rookie, you know, like he's a rookie and they gave up that 75 plus yard run and Nick. Yeah, he's great. He could be the truth. But then they also gave up 150 plus rush yards to James Robinson, and Travis Etienne the week before. It's a problem. Their secondary has looked good with JC Jackson back, but they're playing the Texans. and They almost blew that game. It was it almost I mean, it almost looked like storybook chargers for a second when Houston was within three. And thank gosh for Austin Eckler. Like I've been saying, I, I was said on the radio last week, Brandon Staley, please run Austin Eckler more and more. You know, he's elusive. Get him involved. Take pressure off of Herbert. And then his passing attack, the passing attack will flourish because of that. They were trying to just pass every single time the week previous against Jacksonville with a hurt quarterback and that obviously didn't work and now look what happened the run game it expanded the passing attack and they were able to win but I wouldn't be happy if I'm a Chargers fan I mean they they're two and two they've had two bad losses and it's like wow I mean two games they they, they should have won Jacksonville they should have beat based on pure talent I know they got they got drilled and then Kansas City if they if Justin Herbert didn't throw that pick six should have won that game too Right, so I wouldn't be happy if I'm a Chargers fan, and it's a huge concern that Bose is out. But at least good news: Slater could come back. They they just said by the end of the season, okay. they you know he's on the IR. They said it's possible he could be in by the playoffs, and that would be huge for them. Huge. Well, if we're gonna <clears throat> look ahead to the playoffs, then these are the games that they have to take care of. And looking forward at their schedule, the next two <clears throat> are also games that they should take care of. They have the Browns next week, their three-point favorites, and then the Broncos the week after. I know that they're depleted, but it should be a four-and-two team, I think. They will be, because Herbert's seven. just that guy. You know, the yeah. Broncos are not a good football team. They, they're frauds. I mean, we saw the game they should have lost against the 49ers. They really should have lost previous, previous week as well. They won. Okay, they almost lost to the Texans, by the way, too. Javante Williams is out. They really have no running back. They have Mr. Fumble, Melvin Gordon. You know, he then they have a practice squad running back, Boone, playing or whatever now. So it's like, yeah, those are two games they should win. The Browns are not good. I, I said the Falcons would beat them. They did. I mean, this this should be a 4-2 and two team just based on Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert yeah. and Mike Williams. They just have more talent. Well, by the way, the Jags are a very good team. They did not yes. beat Philadelphia. I they, thought they, they would. They, I was they, wrong. No, but yeah. they should have. I mean, listen, I mean, they, 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 they took that, that big lead. So, listen, with the Chargers, you can't get blown out at home by yeah. the Jags, but it's not like the Jags are not a good that team. That was more, yes, but it's more about, like, the Chargers are, are a better team, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, and I'm not biased at all. I'm not a Chargers fan by any means, but it's like, if you're just looking at the stature of the roster, that should have been a much closer game if Brandon Staley calls that game better. Yeah. That should be a one-score game at, at the worst. You know, he wasn't running the football. Everybody knew that they were passing the ball, and they just locked down with their secondary that game. Straight yeah. Up. I mean, that was the difference. That's why I was 38 to 10. But that's something you're going to look back on. And every year we look back on the Chargers one and we're game. like, one game yeah. they should have won. The one game they should have been close. And it's like a loss, you know? And that's why they are always like 9 and 8. And typically, I feel like that game was this game. So at least, you know, Houston is not a good team, but at least they found a way to pull it out. Speaking of big games, 
One of the biggest rivalries in sports happens tonight, an NFC Championship rematch between the Rams and the 49ers in Santa Clara. The 49ers are without two of their best players, lineman Trent Williams and safety Jimmy Ward. What do the Rams need to do to win their first regular season game against the Niners in two years? You know, the problem was a year ago when they played on Monday night, that game was a blowout. And I mean, the Rams were so excited going into that game. They had just gotten Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham Jr., this game will be close. I do think for the Rams to win, it has to be a one-score game late. Why? Because for whatever reason, and we've talked about this before, the 49ers own the Rams. Even forget about the championship game. They had a big lead last game of the season at SoFi Stadium. ton of red in the crowd. We've talked about that for a while now. If that is a close game late, and if the Rams have a lead, I just think the confidence of being in that position, for whatever reason, in Santa Clara in particular, those games have not been close. At home, they have been. But I, yeah. I, I really like the Rams tonight. And, and listen, the big thing for them, this is why you're calling it a must-win game. If the Rams can find a way to win tonight, driver's seat in the two division lead. two game lead huge yeah i mean it's one of those things where well i guess it's a one game lead because arizona but arizona's not good like we all know i'm not that. concerned with arizona. yeah exactly. and seattle well but, seattle yeah, uh, yeah. gino gino's <laughs> been great hats off to him but like seattle's going nowhere let's be real you know uh it's it's a two-team division it's 49ers and rams 49ers should be three and oh they're not and it's one of those things where whatever for whatever reason they're going to come out motivated they always play better in santa clara they always play well at home they dominated the seahawks who are actually not as bad as we think i know they're going nowhere i just said but they're two and two they dominated them at home a couple weeks ago and you know they need to win the rams might have that lack of intensity that's the only thing that concerns me about the rams in this game is like you know that debo samuel is going to go off he always does against the rams you know jimmy garoppolo will have a much better game probably than he did last week because he always goes off against the rams right it's one of those things where can matthew stafford limit the turnovers that's going to be number one we know cup's going to get his whether he can get Allen Robinson involved, whether he can get Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson involved. I'm not too high on the Rams offense, to be honest with you guys, this year. I mean, I just think besides Cup, Robinson's been mediocre. I know they're not giving getting him the ball, targeting him. Cam Akers is one of the worst running backs in the starting running backs in the NFL, in my opinion, Mr. Fumble. Daryl Henderson's fine, but like he's not a star. So you really need someone else to step up. It's have, gonna have to be Allen Robinson or Tyler Higby, who usually plays really well against the, the 49ers. But I do think that, you know, the Rams are a more talented team right now than the 49ers and they're a better team right now if you just look at it the Niners are one and two no Trent Williams hurts what what Aaron Donald's gonna just go to town on Jimmy Garoppolo no one's gonna be able to guard him right Trent Williams is the guy you could put on Aaron Donald and at least protect Jimmy a little longer yeah that's huge now they have no line which means their run game is going to be depleted. You're going to have to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo to pass the ball more, which, you know, he he's still getting into a rhythm, right? So I, I, this is why the Rams will win this game, and I think they have to win this game because they're going to lose at home on October 30th because the, the Niners are going to have their full roster. That's, Eli Mitchell might even be back by that point. That's a very good point. Yeah, This, with that being said, that is a very important game now tonight. Not, not to say any division game isn't important, but this one, I mean, you guys hit it. Two-game lead in the division over basically the biggest threat. And I agree, Brandon. I think you hit the nail on the head. 
bigger games, the, the star players are going to be tried to be taken out of the game. Cooper Cup. So it's going to come down to Higby, Robinson, Akers, the secondary players that are going to have to step up and make big plays. And I honestly think at some point this season, I think this is hopefully the week that Allen Robinson actually plays like he did few years ago because he's not he's not old yeah. i don't understand what's happened to him it's so tough though because the niners and i've been adamant about this they have the best defense in football in my opinion with you can put it up there with the buffalo bills i think the bills now without micah hyde i would say the 49ers probably have the best defense in the nfl and jake was saying oh it's tampa and then i was like watch him put give up 30 plus points tonight and they did right so it's one of those things like the Niners have a Super Bowl defense but let's see how they play against a real test the Niners haven't played anybody right so that was Jake's point and I agree let's see if the Niners defense is legit and if Jimmy only has to put up 20 points to win or 25 points to win but I, I think this is going to be a close game either way even without Trent Williams well I'm excited to see it uh Speaking of big games, the Raiders won a big divisional game against the Broncos yesterday thanks to Josh Jacobs' two touchdowns and some timely passing from Derek Carr. Do they have any shot next week, guys, to beat the Chiefs on Monday night? Of course they have a shot. It's a divisional game. And listen, there's a lot of talent on this team. But the problem with the Raiders, and we've talked about this, I don't think Josh McDaniels is a very good coach. And I and I, and I I don't know if they give him a long uh, rope here, like a a couple of seasons, but um, this is not a 0-3 team that was you know trying to win their first game of the season. And, and again, happy that they finally won, but um, they have a shot. I don't obviously think that they're going to beat the Chiefs, but th- th- there's way too much talent on this team for them to be where they are right now. And this division is so hard, so tough. I, I like, I don't think they're competing this year. And if um, the Raiders, I'm thinking, oh, man, what did I do with Josh McDaniels? By the way, this is his third chance as a head coach or second? I mean, he wasn't second. He second. was terrible he, before. He was a terrible I mean, I don't know why they hire, why teams continue to hire Belichick guys when we all know it's Belichick. Exactly. It's not their guys. It's not the guys that work with them, right? Like, those guys have always have all sucked as head coaches. Um, Patricia, you know, McDaniels, all these guys are just abysmal head coaches. Um, McDaniel should have been fired after last week, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I mean, he should have never been hired, but, like, how do you blow... Th- he should have been fired after the Arizona game. I mean, straight up. Um, he's not a good coach. This is a team that won 10 games last year. You add Devontae Adams, and they're somehow worse. Now, that's that's applicable to the coaching, right? That's That has nothing to do with the talent of this roster. I do think it's going to be a game, and I, I think the Raiders do have a chance to win this game simply because they need to win this game. We talk about how the Niners need to win tonight. The Raiders aren't as injury prone as the Niners right now. So if the Niners had Trent Williams and, and, and Jimmy Ward, it would be over. The Niners would win tonight, but they don't, right? That's huge. So the Raiders don't have serious injuries right now, you know, other than Hunter Renfro, maybe, but like Mac Hollins has been a beast. Um, and Renfro is probably back next week. So this is a game that I think is going to go down to the wire, but it's just he, Pat Mahomes is just that dude, man. It's it's hard. It's hard. But if they lose this game, go to one and four, it's really bad for them. So I think they're going to do everything in their power to to keep this game close. Yeah, I, I I heard what you said, Arash. Divisional game, you know, anything can happen. But I we all saw what the Chiefs looked like last night. I, I just don't see a way at home in a primetime setting coming off of that kind of win. And also, we just talked about the Rams being able to kind of distance themselves from San Francisco. If you're looking at the Chiefs division right now, I think they are not afraid of Denver, or they shouldn't be. 
and basically it's them, the Chargers, and if the Raiders can catch up here, it's the Raiders as well. But this is a chance to give them a three-game cushion on the Raiders, basically take the Raiders out of the divisional race. I don't think that the Raiders really have a chance in that game. Although, you know, Derek Carr in a shootout, it's, it's possible, I guess. I see where you're coming from, but I, I got the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Now, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the latest article by The Athletic. The Lakers have their first preseason game tonight. Anthony Davis is questionable already due to lower back tightness. Already? Well, he's already. probable already. I think he got he got improved to probable, but still. And and Shams <laughs> Charania just dropped another article about Russell Westbrook. I don't know if you guys have had the chance to I, read uh, it. But I got a sneak peek at it. Um, yeah, but if you want to... So, some of the major details. The Lakers' key decision makers have seriously considered trading Russell Westbrook and unprotected 2027-2029 picks to the Pacers for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Now, this is not regurgitated from months ago. This is literally this morning from Shams. And then it also said, LeBron has shown support publicly and privately to integrating Westbrook and playing with the former league MVP this season. But again, these reports keep popping up and yeah. this is on the eve of training camp and all this stuff so uh, what do you guys think about the Lakers heading into tonight's game? It's fascinating you know because I always look at the timing for when these stories drop you know like it, it, really a trade happened this season I really think that they've, that they've been working very hard to make this deal happen and I think at some point in time we do see a deal made but the timing is very very curious going into the first game of the season first preseason game of the season i mean yeah i mean westbrook i feel like he's going to have a better year i think it's inevitable especially not shooting wise but at least decision making and gelling with the team um at the same time two picks for miles turner and body healed is a bit much um do they make the trade should they make the trade i mean if you think about it Yes, you're giving up your future, but at least you can contend for a championship with Miles Turner and Buddy Heald paired because those are two perfect fits, right? AD doesn't want to play center. You put Miles Turner at center and you get rid of a guard when you're guard heavy, right? And you get back a shooter that's knocked down. That LeBron, that late in the game, LeBron can get open and Buddy Heald will keep you in the game. They don't have a shooter like that right now. They just simply don't. So from the fit perspective, this is a great deal. But let's be real here. If Indiana's trading Miles Turner and Buddy Heald to anybody else, they're not asking for two picks. This has become um, the Lakers a pattern. Tax. The yeah. Lakers tax. The Lakers have to give more because they're the Lakers, and everybody hates the Lakers, right? That, that's just the that's just the truth right now. And they think they can take advantage of Rob Palenka, and they probably can. No offense to Rob Palenka, who I'm sure is a very nice guy. Um, besides Magic Johnson's comments about him, <laughs> I'm assuming he's a great guy. Um, so it's one of those things that. Yes, the Lakers will probably cave at some point, but if LeBron is is like admiring Westbrook's development with the team right now, I mean it's LeBron's team. If he wants him right now, they're not going to make any move. Yeah, I agree with that. I just I'm at the point, and I'm trying to skim through the article as we're as we're talking here, but I'm at the point where I don't believe anything about the Miles Turner Buddy Heald stuff until it actually happens because it's not like the parameters of the trade are going to change significantly. The parameters of the trade have been the same for months, literally the whole off season. We know what the Pacers can give up. We know what the Lakers can give back. So it's like, yeah. are we going to do this or not? And yeah. it hasn't happened. So I don't really think that, although Shams is saying, you know, it might happen again now, I'm going to wait and see approach. But, you know, going into tonight's game, even if, and I know that they're <laughs> legally supposed to 
uh, disclose the injuries, but it's a really crappy thing for Laker fans to wake up and see Anthony Davis on the injury report literally yeah. in the first preseason game. It's just not a good look. And yeah. I bet he's healthy. I bet it's minor. Yeah. But it's just... I'd rather him just say, like, hey, listen, it's the first preseason game. He won't play. Like, just to have him oh, on that, the injury but report. But that's gonna that's but why gonna are they saying low back tightness? Like, that's just a recipe <laughs> I don't know if disaster. they can win either way. <laughs> if they can win with... I mean, the, the, First preseason game, really? You, you, you're going to show up he, on that list? If he doesn't play, though, can you imagine the vitriol? It, but it's preseason. I mean, I, who's really I agree with screaming? you, but social media is yeah. going to Wait, 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 wait. Last preseason, they were terrible. We need a good preseason from the Lakers. No one, no one needs a good preseason. Yes, they do. A preseason doesn't mean anything. They need the, to gel. The Detroit Lions, the winless Detroit Lions, were undefeated in their preseason. Preseason games don't mean anything. Listen, well, we'll talk about this in a bit. I think maybe the Suns may... Yeah. <laughs> a little bit differently. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by a good friend, Fernando Ramirez of the Sporting Tribune. When we come back on the mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now. The Sporting Tribune is your go-to destination for your favorite teams in Southern California, Las Vegas and Hawaii. And the man who's covering the Chargers for this Sporting Tribune, Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, how are you? Arash, I'm good. I actually saw one of your tweets over the weekend, and I agree. Being a San Diego guy, give my man Reggie Bush oh, yeah. the Heisman back, retire his jersey, give him a whole uh, a whole uh, spectacle. I want, I don't know, I, I, I want Bad Bunny there. I want them to just throw, <laughs> throw caution to the wind, do a whole thing for him. He deserves it, especially after all the crap he had to go through. Uh, back in the day, and obviously they're they're still making them go through, jump through hoops. I mean, here's the thing about it. USC does not have to wait for the no. Heisman Trust to retire his jersey. At the very least, put his name back up there, retire his jersey. Uh, yeah, so hopefully that happens at some, at some point soon. Fernando, Chargers back in the win column. Uh, it wasn't pretty. I thought it would be a blowout at some point, but then the... the, the uh, Turned it close. Your thoughts on the game in Houston? Um, I thought it was a little bit shakier than like in the first half. I thought, okay, yeah, this is exactly the team that everybody thought they were gonna they were gonna be. Uh, Twenty seven to seven. You're like, okay, they're they're coming out and they're playing well. Then in the second half, you kind of see the lapses that we've seen in the past. Gerald Everett with a drop pass on third down. He's looking more upfield to see what was going on than uh, than. Then looking at, um, then looking in the ball, uh, there were some lapses there where they came out and obviously, uh, I think they punted the ball in the first three. Um, yeah, they punted the ball 
on the first three times that they had the ball. On the fourth time, they fumble on a they fumble on a punt return or on a kickoff return, and that just yeah, gave Houston an in back. I don't know if it's uh, and and you talked to Brandon Staley after or after the game. Brandon Staley said, "Oh, it's it's uh, it's our mentality. We have to be better. We have to do this. We have to do that." Then Justin protects uh, offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and says he came up with a great plan this week. That's why we were able to get so many points. But at the same time, you're kind of like, but why? Why Why is this happening now against the Raiders in the second half? Why is this happening now against the, um, against the Chiefs in the second half? And it happened against Jacksonville the whole game. The offense just couldn't get going. Why is that? Why do they have lapses where it just can't get going? And that was honestly my biggest question uh, after yesterday's game. Um, but obviously the Chargers are going to be all, oh, we won the game, that's all that matters. And then, yeah, they did. So in the fourth quarter, they put it away with a big touchdown drive by by uh, by Justin Herbert. Hey, guys, guess what? Fourth and Staley's back. They go for it on fourth and two, and they end up that's converting. Right. And uh, obviously Bryce Callahan with the interception to finish it off, so – it was a it was a good win, but at the same time, you kind of if this game would have been thirty four to ten, it would have been it would have looked a lot better. But um, I guess, like they say in the NFL, wins a win. But there is a little bit of uh, there is a little bit of hesitancy when you say a win's a win for these guys. Hey Fernando, I wanted to ask you about the next two games. Both games they should win, right? And do you expect them to get to four and two against the Broncos and? Who are the other? The Browns. The Browns, right. That's what I thought. Browns yeah, the Browns, and Broncos. The Browns and then the Broncos on, Sunday, on Monday Night Football. Um, look, that's the thing with the Chargers. It's always like, they should, but will they? That's the biggest question mark. And the thing is that, um, yeah, they should beat the next two opponents. I, I said it, I've said it before. Um, fans, need to, I, I, fans were throwing in the towel after Rashawn Slater and Joey Bosa went down with injuries, but Ian Rappaport said it yesterday. They could still get Rashawn Slater back if they make a run. To, if they make a run at the end and they're close in it, Rashawn can come back. Joey's going to be back probably about mid to end of November. So they could get reinforcements back and that could help them. But the thing is, can they sustain this? Can they get past some of the discrepancies that they have and get over the hump and win these games? That's going to be the biggest question mark. And that's where, I want to see Brandon Staley separate himself. Anthony Lynn wasn't able to do it. Mike McCoy wasn't able to do it. Can Brandon Staley separate himself? Because this is a big year, guys. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, yeah, there's something, something, something's going to have to happen. I'm just, I'm just going to leave it there. But uh, they should win these next two games. But, uh, but don't be fooled. I mean, Cleveland has a really good. I know they lost to Atlanta, but they have a really good defense. Uh, Miles Garrett should be back this weekend. He's going to go up against rookie uh, Jamari uh, Sawyer, so that's going to be a that's going to be a tough matchup for him. And then obviously um, Jacoby Brissett and I, and the other thing, the Chargers gave up 130 rushing yards yesterday. Well, hey, guess what? Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are on their way. You're going to play them next weekend, so they still have some things that they need to shore up. But but uh, but yeah, no. The, the, when you go over to the Broncos, they look like the the worst team in the AFC West, even though their defense is pretty good. Fernando, I wanted to ask you about Justin Herbert because we know he's dealing with the rib issues. To me, in my opinion, he looked good yesterday. He looked he looked like Justin Herbert. What are your thoughts about how the ribs are still affecting him at this current moment in time? When he's done with all this and like his ribs are fine, I hope he brings in ribs to the media and be like, "Hey, here are the ribs you guys have been asking about all this time." Uh, 
Um, no, I, yesterday he looked the best that I had seen him. Now, my question is, was last week more of like the play calling was bad mixed in with we don't know how he's going to take uh, playing with the with the flap jacket. And then on top of that, like I don't know if last week was just a mixture of all these things that they see now and not playing that it kind of threw them off. But this week, he looked, he looked fine. Like, he didn't look like he had a rib injury. He, didn't, he made throws down the field. Mike Williams was getting open, seven catches, 120 yards. He was throwing downfield. Now, there was one where Mike really did come open, and he was about to pull the trigger, and he decided to take a slide, and he didn't want to take a, a hit. So I, I, I can understand that. But, um, but other than that, I thought Justin played a perfect game, and I really did think that, um, that he needed this game before going to Cleveland. I, I'm telling you guys, that Cleveland game is going to be tougher than what people think. I, that's going to be uh, – he's going he's to have to get ready physically and mentally for that game because Jadavion, if Jadavion finally plays and so does uh, Miles Garrett, he's going to be seeing a lot of those guys. Um, I mean, and I'm not saying the offensive line isn't going to do their best to block, but, um, but they're, 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 uh, they're a scary duo. Fernando, where what do the Chargers have to do this season? And I, I know that this sounds crazy, but I mean, really, I mean, you have your uh, thumb on the fan base. I mean, they, they basically threw in the towel, um, like on the season. Again, we we begin the yeah. season with all this hype and everything. What do the Chargers have to do to save Brandon Staley's job? I know that that sounds odd, but Sean Payton. He, he's out there, and I don't think that there is a coach out there that wouldn't want to coach Justin Herbert. So that's the name that keeps popping up. Do they have to just make the playoffs? I mean, what has to happen th- this season? Well, Rosh, I, I, I don't even think you're just talking about Brandon Staley. I think you have to talk about Tom Telesco as well. Oh, for sure. Job. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been a he's, – he's, him and I came in in the organization at the same time in 2013 – and uh, and Tom's only made the playoffs twice, wow. and uh, they've only they've only won one game in each of the playoffs, and then they get eliminated in the divisional game. I think they need at least a victory in the play, a victory, uh, make the playoffs, and then a victory within the playoffs to yeah. kind of stay uh, stay level with with it. But I'm just one of the opinion that if this team snuck in, and they have Rashawn Slater back, and they have Joey Bosa back. I think this guy, I mean, honestly, I, I really do think this guy would be the limit for this team, especially because you would have Julio Mack, you would have Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson's back. They're, 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 they could be a scary team if they, if they and you know, you've, you've been around in a rush. I mean, you've heard yeah. it before. If the Chargers sneak in, they could be the most dangerous team. I believe it. I mean, uh, Justin Herbert, who doesn't know anything about the playoffs, he, would, he, wouldn't play, uh, he wouldn't play in his mind. I think he would play actually more free because he doesn't know what the playoffs are. He's never experienced it, but I truly think that they need to make the playoffs for um, for heads not to roll in the organization. Because I know uh, for a fact that you don't want to go into that new facility in 2024 saying, "Hey, we still have not made the playoffs with Justin Herbert." You don't want to hear that noise around the NFL. The Chargers are wasting Justin Herbert. Yeah. They wasted Philip Rivers. So I mean, that's kind of I'm sure that's exactly what uh, what the Chargers are trying to avoid. Fernando, I wanted to ask you about tonight's game. Um, the Rams head into this game, obviously, a better team than the 49ers. 49ers need a win to stay in the hunt. But Man, I'm hyped. What do you, I mean, this is, this is a great rivalry and an NFC Championship rematch. What do you expect to happen tonight without Trent Williams and Jimmy Ward for the Niners? Do you think they can pull out a victory, or do you think the Rams come into Santa Clara and go out with a W? 
Tonight to me seems like a TLC match. Tables, ladders, and chairs. <laughs> These guys are going to be throwing hell at each other. I'm excited. I, I always love when the 49ers and the Rams play each other. I think it's one of the most underrated rivalries. Uh, everybody always points at the Steelers and the Ravens or the this and the that. This is one of my more fun rivalries. Um, I think the pass rush for the for the 49ers, I mean, the, the Rams have a – they don't – their offensive line is hurt. And I think it, I think Nick Bosa tonight could have a hat trick in sacks, um, especially if there's no, uh, especially if there's if the forty nine if the Rams offensive line is uh, is hurting, which they are. So I think it's all gonna it's all gonna land on the pass rush. Can the pass rush get there? Um, I, I'm I'm sure McVay's gonna have three step drops by by Matthew Stafford, but that and and for that to happen, and obviously the 49ers are a veteran off or defensive line. Get your hands up. Try and swat the ball down. Uh, try and get um, try and get the guys to try and get pop ups so your guys can pick off uh, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Matthew, I think he's still leading the league in interceptions. I believe. Yeah. Um, right now, so I mean, hey, he's a turnover machine right now. Uh, make sure you you uh, if he's give it, you take us away and and you uh, try and get the ball out of his hands. So I, I definitely think the four hundred pass rush is going to get. Uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Austin tonight. Fernando, a question for you, and I'll have Brandon chime in. If the postseason were to start today, it is the San Diego Padres facing the New York Mets, and the Dodgers would be trying to figure out what team that they want to play. So I guess first part for you, Fernando, your thoughts on the Padres clinching the postseason berth. Really happy to see them do that. And then, Brandon, I want you to chime in on who would the Dodgers want to play. I think we kind of know. But there's a chance they could have to play the sorry the New York Mets in the division series. So, Fernando, first for you, the San Diego Padres, the significance, they are back in the postseason. I, I love how they had to depend on somebody else. Again. Yeah, right. Like, in the sense, like they lost last night. As a as a former high school student who had a good grade point average, I depended on <laughs> others as well for that. So I know where the Padres are coming yeah. from uh, for it. But um, but I mean, if I'm the Padres, I wouldn't want to play Atlanta right now. I, I'll play the Mets. I'll play yeah. St. Louis. I am not playing the Braves right now. So if you're the Padres, you try and do whatever you can to avoid. Uh, the the Braves and, and and the problem is right now the Padres aren't like they're so inconsistent with hitting the ball pitching as well their starters are playing well it's just the damn inconsistency with sometimes they get eleven runs the next three games they get two it's like come on dude you got you guys got to stay consistent but if I'm them I don't want to play the Braves it also goes to this like this kind of new playoff format is a is a little concerning to me because. The NL Central is the worst division in baseball, right? Pretty much other than the AL Central. The Cardinals, right? They get to play the Phillies. Winner gets to play the Braves, not the Dodgers. So the Dodgers will likely have to play the Mets in the division series. How crazy is that? Wow. It's either them or the Braves, right? Yeah. Because like one of them's going to win the division. One of them's going to be the four wild card. Isn't doesn't that suck? Shouldn't the Dodgers be able to play the Cardinals or Phillies? Like, I I, I know it's that's how it is, but. Man, they might. They're gonna have to get a tough it's matchup a tough early. I mean, yeah. if the Padres win that series, it's free money. I mean, the Dodgers <laughs> can win that series like nobody's business. Padres have no business being in the postseason, in my opinion, with the way they've played this year, especially pitching wise. And Juan Soto just being an absolute fraud this year for whatever reason. <laughs> I mean, dude's hitting like two forty. But uh, look, the Dodgers are gonna have to play the Mets or the Padres. It's looking like right now. 
and it's probably going to be the Mets, and that sucks. And because we've been talking about it this entire season for the majority of the season, what a great championship series that would be, the Dodgers Mets. Looks like they, the Braves. And then, the, but yeah. the biggest thing about that, it's a five game series, and anything can happen, as we know, if that happens. So again, hopefully. But Fernando, what's what's the vibe like? I mean, it, are are Padres fans excited? Are they like, well, we kind of backdoored in, like this has not been a great year. Like, what's the vibe like there? It feels like, I mean, I, I think fans are really excited because, I mean, I, I feel like they're taking that that uh, that approach of, hey, we got in, anything can happen. I mean, yeah, yeah they can get bounced out right away or, heck, they can make a run run at it and maybe uh, play the Dodgers and, and play them hard and, and all that. So I, I think they're, they're just taking the approach of, hey, we got in, now let's see what we can do with it. And obviously I think they're thinking also, oh, we're building for the future as well. We get uh, we get some of these guys to get some playoff experience, and maybe next year when uh, when Tati stops dealing with ringworm or whatever the hell he's dealing with, uh, <laughs> and he's able to come back after his suspension. That's another thing too. Some fans, it's funny, Arash. Some fans are like, "Well, if we have a long run in the playoffs, that means less games that Tati's is suspended." It's like, dude, forget about Tati's. Just yeah. focus on on the guys that are out there and the, that are contributing to your team this year. Unfortunately, Tati's decided to do what he did and he's not contributing to the team focus on the guys who are contributing i mean I, and like i told you rush you darvish is pitching well blake snell's pitching well joe musgrove these guys are pitching really well um uh, clevenger they're pitching really well so i think it's their middle relievers that are the relievers that are kind of the the um the guys that give up the runs but I, i'm definitely i think the city is excited to be back in the postseason and and kind of have that oh let's just see what happens kind of mentality Fernando, I want to shift gears real quick back to the NFL. The Philadelphia yeah. Eagles are 4-0 now. They started down... <laughs> they started with a 14-0 deficit uh, yesterday, and they came back and beat Jacksonville 29-21. to What are your thoughts on the Eagles, and do you think that they are currently the best team in the NFC? Those are my Eagles. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not a fan of the Eagles. Well, I'm a fan of the Eagles. Like this is this year. I going into the season, I said the Eagles are the team to watch in the NFC. I like the Eagles. Darius Slay, James Bradbury. You have uh, you have a good secondary out there. You have a good front seven when it comes to Fletcher Cox, uh, Brandon Hughes. You have some good playmakers on that defense. Now, what's going to happen with the offense? Well, hey, let's go get A.J. Brown, one of the best big receivers in the NFL. Oh, and hey, we got Devontae Smith, who's one of the fastest guys that we got out of Alabama last year. Wow, okay, there you have a good combination. And then you have Dallas Goddard. You have some good running backs. The Eagles are built for this. Now, it all falls around Jalen Hurts. Like, if I was doing an SI cover, it'd be all the players standing around him and him right in the middle because that's how I feel like this is going to be. They're going to go as Jalen Hurts goes. Yesterday, you saw at the beginning of the game, they struggled. Jalen Hurts gets it together. He starts putting uh, drives together. And boom, they start coming back and they end up winning the game. I believe in the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the best team in the in the uh, in the NFC. My question is, uh, when they play Dallas, I'm going to be very interested to see how that game goes, especially if Cooper Rush is playing. Cooper Rush is playing. Uh, it, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be it's just going to be madness. If Dak Prescott plays, then I think the Eagles could uh, could end up. Um, I'm not. Well, I don't want to put Dak put down Dak, but I feel like the, the the Eagles have a better shot against Dak than they do against Cooper Rush just because right now you're seeing Cooper Rush play with so much confidence um, but I definitely like the Eagles a lot I think they have 
exactly what you're looking for in a, in a Super Bowl contending team, which is defense, offense, and like I said, we're just waiting on the quarterback play, but I think Jalen Hurts um, can put it together, and I feel like he's he's more of a he's, – he's turned more into a pocket passer this year, and you have to give credit to Nick Sirianni and Shane Sykin, who people questioned last year when they both got hired. Why are you guys going to get these guys? Why? These guys are there, and look at them. They're flying high right now. They're the best team in the, in the NFL, I, I believe. Hey, Fernando, one minute and 30 seconds here left. I wanted to ask you about – the Raiders, they play the Chiefs. We talked about this in the first segment next no. Monday night. No, absolutely no. not. No chance. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. In the words of Vince McMahon, no chance in hell. No, there's no <laughs> way. Especially after what they just did to Tampa. Tampa has a way better defense than uh, than the Raiders do. No, I, I really don't think. I mean, the only thing is I think Devontae Adams will go a little bit crazy. But I, I, I don't think they, they can hit him. I, I don't. Especially the Raiders yesterday didn't look that good to me either. The Raiders and the Broncos right now, to me, don't look that good. The Chiefs look like a well, well-oiled machine. So, uh, so I definitely don't. Uh, I, yeah, there's no way. I don't think the Raiders hit uh, hit Kansas City. I think they scare them a little bit, but I don't think they hit them. That that division we thought before before the year how great that division would be, and I still think it can be, but uh, it, it it's not as. It's not as intense Glamour. as I thought, right? <laughs> so, yeah. You know, the, you know, Chargers are Super Bowl contenders, and then, you know, the Chiefs, obviously. I mean, I think the Chiefs are the one dominant team in that conference, and we'll see where the Chargers end up. But, yeah, it's, it's not as crazy as I thought. Yeah. The only reason why I feel like, real quick, the only reason why I feel like the Chargers are the best team against Kansas City is because you can take Travis Kelsey away yeah. with putting Derwin James on him, and then you make everybody else turn into guys. So that's what yesterday Tampa Bay couldn't do that. They don't have a guy that can take away a Travis Kelsey. So Travis kind of took it to them. And now it's like, okay, if you're able to take away Travis, what happens? And you saw Patrick struggle in that Thursday night game against the Chargers. I'm not saying that the Chargers can hit beat them, but yeah. I'm just saying they, they're the most complete team to be able to beat Kansas City, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. And by the way, how great do the Chargers jerseys look? The uniforms are amazing. Still the best uniforms, I think, in the <laughs> National Football League. Fernando, you're the best, my friend. I will see you soon. That's all the time that we awesome. have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.